studio with me this morning is Superintendent Ed Fletcher with Monmouth Roseville School District. Good morning, Ed. Good morning. So you've had no snow days. No snow days. Uh, almost could have been, I guess, a wind day. <laughs> Who knows? But we did cancel our uh, freshman girls basketball game tonight because uh, of the wind gusts and the, the concern of, of buses and being out there on the open on open highways. Um, and I'm not sure if what they're doing with the junior high game. It's gonna. We have a girl. I think it's a, a junior high basketball game, uh, and but it's at home. So we're. I know. I'm sure Mr. Scorsese is going to reach out to Rock Ridge and find out if they want to head down this way. Because being out there on the highway, and if you've ever been in a bus and or any vehicle that's large, you know, very tall, and it just it moves you around a lot. And that's all we need is to have something happen with those wind gusts. Okay. Last I knew, and I know Sean texted. Uh, uh, Coach Carlson, just to check, um, last I knew there wasn't an eighth grade game, but there was going to be a seventh grade, but that was before the uh, wind advisory. Yeah, so you just never know with these types of things. It's, you know, you're better safe than sorry. And if the, the National Weather Service information, we got the same thing you just read was, looked. it was enough to say, well, it's it's just a game and let's just keep kids at home. Okay. And a lot of games around the area and around the state getting, uh, especially fresh, soft games. Uh, some of those are getting postponed due to COVID. How's our COVID numbers? You know, our COVID numbers have increased significantly after um, Christmas break. We were looking at Thanksgiving break. You mean? I mean, Thanksgiving yeah. break. Yes. You know, so right prior to Thanksgiving, we were at five positive cases. And as of yesterday, at the end of the day, we had 16 in the district. So, um, you know, the number of students that were excluded uh, prior to Thanksgiving was 32. And yesterday was up to 87. So, um you know, those are, but but I, but I, I think you, you need to understand those numbers are, you know, parents doing what they're supposed to do. If their kid is sick, they have symptoms, keep them home. That is one of the keys to this for us and the school system is if they're sick, don't send them to school. Get them tested, keep them out until their, you know, their symptoms subside. And, you know, because there's very, we, we're not excluding, we're very few kids who are excluded because of a close contact at school. So we've, we've, our system works in the sense that we're, we, we're doing a good job of keeping kids three foot apart or more. We're masked. Um, it, you know, it's, but it's also the, it's, it's also flu, you know, this is, is flu season, you know, these things are happening. So we appreciate parents calling, letting us know, um, reiterating to parents, please do not send them with symptoms. You know, if you, if your child has a symptom, has a symptom, let us know. And uh, I think that's an important piece of the of the puzzle as we move forward. So we have not had to cancel any games. And of course, we had a full slate of, of sports in the fall. We have we've had our madrigals, we've had our, you know, musicals. So we're 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 moving and we're and we're navigating as well as we can at this stage. Yes, both uh, you and Mr. Witsit have been able to report that uh, it's it's been going okay. That we've uh, been able to get some things done, and uh, you're you're testing a lot too and that helps as well yeah the 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 testing that we're doing and the people that have stepped up you know the nurses and my and my administrators uh and any other staff member who in a building who's who's gotten trained to give the test i mean that's that's an integral piece of this so we can you know if a kid has symptoms get them tested we can know straight away you know do we need to you know just send them home until their symptoms aside or do they need to you know seek further medical attention you know go to their doctor and get get additional information to us so yeah it's worked well i mean short of a covering on a face our school year has proceeded as uh, as as normal as possible good okay and um biggest concern or worry will always be just like every business in town is staff yes i mean i think the the important you know for us um you know there's 
you know, there's always a concern that will we go back to remote learning? Well, I mean, hopefully we never go back to remote learning. But, you know, when you look at your grades K through six, what we would do in a situation of high numbers is we may close a class down. We would work or maybe send home just a certain number of kids. You know, you work backwards from the continuum of the, you know, the least number that can be affected to the most. I mean, or you say, hey, I'm going to keep a grade level home. You know, hopefully numbers never get to the point where we have to keep all the kids home in a building or even a grade level. But, you know, we work backwards from there because just because you have cases in fifth grade doesn't mean that should affect the junior high. You know, so we make sure we, you know, understand that. Um, At the same time, you know, if we have staff, a certain number of staff who either have to be excluded or test positive and we don't have subs to fill them, you know, what we do now is we backfill with instructional aides or non-instructional aides or principals or whomever is available. But there could be a time where we, you know, where we're like, oh, we don't have staff to cover that, you know, a building. So, you know, in order to prevent that, we have to have a healthy supply of subs. We have to have a healthy supply of subs who are willing to come in, you know, so if there's folks out there and you're, you can qualify to be a substitute teacher, you know, go to the ROE, get your substitute license, get on the list, you know, because we, that, that, that right there would be the biggest factor for us is staff, um, you know, cause we will work hand in hand with the health department, you know, with numbers, but if we, no matter what our numbers look like, if we can't staff a class, then we can't have school. Right. Okay. How was last night's school board meeting? It was a good meeting. You know, the, the winter months are usually a little slower. Um, the board did pass the tax levy, uh, which it's, it's um, right now it's looking to be about five cents lower than last year. But, you know, we're never really sure. We'll find out once EAV comes in. So the, the, the trick of doing a tax levy in December is we don't know what our EAV is until May. So, you know, we're hoping it's going to be very similar to what it was last year, uh, but we'll know once EAV comes in, and that'll give taxpayers a better understanding of what that could look like. Um, one of the things that the board is has started the process of doing is issuing working cash fund bonds. Um, we f- we feel at this at this time with ta- with uh, uh, interest rates as low as they are, and probably not going to be this way for. A, fairly, a really long time. Uh, we wanted to take advantage of that. Uh, so in in normal scenarios, a school will issue a life safety bond every 10 years. So what we're doing is issuing working cash fund bonds. We pay for them over 20 years, but yet take advantage of the low interest rates and do everything, you know, and then keep the tax levy, the, the tax levy for that, for the bond and interest uh, fund the same over that time frame or maybe you know it can never i can never say it's going to remain the same because of eav but keep it levelized so there's limited impact on taxpayers so you know when our next when our current life safety bond comes off in two years it's a there's a strong feeling that interest rates are going to be much higher at that time so we're doing this to try to save taxpayers taxpayers money what are we looking at at interest rates for a working cash fund bond you know, I don't have that sitting in front of me, but we're hoping it's in the 2% range. That's exactly what I was thinking. You know, so, and I know right now with our current bonds, we're at four and a little bit higher. So that really ends up being a tax savings over time for our taxpayers. Okay. Um, we, uh, the board approved a field trip to Europe in the summer of 2023 for high school kids. So 
Um, you know, the, the anytime you any any chance you get to have kids go to different countries to learn different cultures and learn different histories is always a positive. Um, so Nicole Trigo, who's a high school teacher, did a presentation. The board was, you know, uh, approved that. And so we're, we're happy that, um, you know, happy to be able to offer that to kids, you know, so more information will be coming f- really fast out of the high school because um, there are some there are some initial deadlines, uh, but it's going to be a, a good opportunity for kids. I know next summer a group of kids are going kids are going to Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. So giving kids opportunities, you know, um, see a different part of the world, hopefully can, you know, shapes them and, and gives them a different perspective of what life is like outside of Warren County. OK. Um, the other thing we talked about um had the initial discussion of the addition of a school resource officer. Um, you know, we've recently dealt with a couple of threats at our high school. Um, you know, you had the unfortunate event in Michigan. And so w- w- the, the board wanted to have that discussion to just sit down and, t- you know, discuss, is this something that we should consider? You, the district had one years ago. I think it was 20, 2007, 2008, uh, that program might have ended. Um, and so, you know, there's having an SRO, and I've worked in, a di- in districts with an SRO, very positive uh, things can come with having an SRO in, the, in a building. So we're in those, but there's a lot of discussion behind the scenes. You know, you, you, we have to talk to the city of Monmouth. We have to work with the the, the police department i mean there's a lot of things behind the scenes that you have to discuss and work through before you ever can get to this point but i think it's uh, a program that we're going to look at you know and have some uh, good discussion over and you're fortunate at the moment uh, on your school board you have some police um uh, police officers i should say that are able to give you um guidance on this yeah and i know since my time here in MR, we've worked very closely with the police department. So whether it's Alice training, you know, we have vestibules in our buildings, you know, we have, mm-hmm. uh, a lo- I, I don't want to go into all the details of the different things that we have in place, but that comes directly from working with the police department. So, and having that partnership is very important. You know, when you talk about safety of kids, you know, every kid walks out of their house in the morning and parents have the expectation that their kids are going to remain safe and having a, a partnership with our local police department is been, is, is vital to making sure that we have good plans in place you can't always prevent things but at the same time having those plans is very helpful did you grow up with a school resource officer i did not i grew up in a much smaller high school than uh monmouth roseville and so uh we did not but but the same i did is why i asked yeah but you but we saw them every you know you see them every day they're at the school every day they're walking you know they're walking outside of school they're parked outside of school so you know when you Mm -hmm. grow up in a small town you know who they are you know their families and you have you know whether it's a direct relationship or indirect relationship you you know you know who these people are sure so and you just have a, a natural respect for them yep ours back in the day was there because it was not an open campus and you had the seventh and eighth grade on the same campus as 9 through 12. So back in the day, the school resource officer was there to make sure that, you know, activities that weren't really for junior high students or ditching school or, you know, the things that back in the day before tragic events like what we're seeing now. Yeah, and I think the the, the, the main benefit or one of the main benefits is just developing relationships with kids. Mm-hmm. We all know right now when you talk about we just adding a school-based therapist, relationships are very, very important for our kids to know that when they come to school, someone 
someone, somebody, or yes. a whole group of people are taking a keen interest in them. And whether you're in madrigals or you're in an art club or you're in a band or, you know, all the different activities that we have, those are opportunities for kids to develop relationships yes. with another adult or other kids, which is very important to uh, just, the, just the, the culture of a school. Sure. Taking care of kids and motivating them, inspiring them. That's, uh, that's what, what we're trying to do. Yeah, whether, you know, I have a 14-year-old who, you know, knows everything. <laughs> you know, so. We did too at that age. I did. I Yes, I think I, I told myself I was the smartest person as when I was 14. <laughs> but, you know, I, I think that, you know, we have the ability to tell kids and show kids what life is like. Show You know, every teacher walks into it, you know, telling kids their story. Mm-hmm. Because school somewhere along the line impacted them. And I know that's one of the reasons I became an educator because of the impact that educators had on me. I don't have any educators in my family, but I became one because I know the impact that it had on me. And, I, and whether you're a teacher, an instructional aide, food service, janitor, you all, we, the, all of those staff members have an impact on kids. Absolutely. Yeah, you were good friends with your, your lunch, uh, the lunch ladies, we called them. Oh, yes. Because that, you had to, that's your bread and butter, pun intended. Every time. Look, this is the best chicken I've ever had. You know, can <laughs> I have an extra piece? Right. <laughs> you know, and so you you literally, and you said, look, uh, can I have an extra this or can I have an, or you go up at the end because I loved having the last lunch period of the day because they didn't want to get, they would give food away. And yeah. I was more than willing to take it. Okay. <laughs> I, yeah, I agree. What uh, what else went on last night? That was it. You know, okay. that way, like I said, it's usually very short meeting. January is the same thing. There's, you know, it's it's kind of the slow time of sure. the year. Um, you know, we'll start getting rampant, you know, ramping stuff up for the next semester. And so um, we wish, you know, hope all of our families have a great Christmas, have a happy new year. Um, when are you out? We're out Friday. So it'll be a two o'clock dismissal on Friday. Um, you know, we hope our, our um, I know our staff, you know, they're ready. They're ready for a break. Um, they've worked extremely hard. Just every every person in the building has worked extremely hard to uh, work to keep kids in school, work to keep everyone safe. And so um, we're. I, I've talked to enough enough staff members to realize that they are certainly ready for the break. Yes, they are. Get some time to recharge those batteries, and like you said, have a merry Christmas as well as a happy new year. Absolutely. That's what we hope our families do the same. Best to you too, Ed. Hope you have a good holiday break. All right. Thank you. That is Superintendent Ed Fletcher with us on 1330 WRAM and FM 94.1.